0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noah, and we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite and unknown anime, comic books, movies, games, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here, and hope you enjoy the show. And this is what we are covering tonight. Unfortunately for everybody, uh, we have the third of Robin Williams' movie in three weeks. Uh, last one of the trilogy. <laughs> now we have the angriest man in Brooklyn. We should do one where
1: uh, a, a series where we we take an actor and watch every movie they've uh, thing they've been in. <laughs> For like, it'd be like, it'd be like, God dang. Welcome to the, uh, the Robert, uh, Robert De Niro saga.
0: Oh, God. Imagine the Nicolas or, Cage ones. Welcome to. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Uh, as many as he's made. it would be a good series, though. Yeah. It'd be a, it'd be a, a little creative playlist on YouTube. Nicholas Cage uh, saga. Robert De Niro. Al Pacino. Uh, Johnny Sins. The porn star. <laughs> we watch everything he's been in. <laughs> well, I'll leave that one to you. <laughs> we'll watch, I'll watch them all. I'm
0: a fan. Yeah. You, uh, do, you do good work, johnny <laughs> All righty. so uh, this movie is directed by Phil Alden Robinson, uh, written by Daniel Taplitz. It's based on a book, uh, The 92 Minutes of Mr. Bomb, by Ossie Dagan. And uh, it stars Robin Williams, Mila Kunis, Peter Dinklage, James Earl Jones, and Melissa Leo. Mila Kunis? She's got a bit of a hot water lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her and Aston Kutcher... Yeah, they should have shut up. I would have said nothing. Yeah, I throw them in jail. Uh, the film is narrated by Robin Williams. Oh, uh, released... oh, narrated. I thought for something reason in my head it said directed. <laughs> uh, distributed by Lionsgate, released in May, uh, May twenty third, twenty fourteen, uh, which is the same year that Robin Williams passed away. <laughs> uh, running time of eighty two minutes. Uh, and it grossed six hundred and fifteen thousand. I guess it'd be million dollars and 615000000 sixteen six hundred and fifteen million let me say yeah because the way they write them I'm assuming that's six hundred and fifteen million And six hundred and fifteen thousand dollars I know it didn't just make that much money
1: yeah because I was like a six hundred million dollars six hundred million sounds more 615198
0: hundred and ninety eight dollars and fifty and twelve cents <laughs> I'm assuming it's more than that <laughs> my guess is six hundred and fifteen million. Leads didn't the zeros at the end. I don't know. It doesn't it seem like a lot, actually. We could check. Huh? Let me see. The movies don't. So, yeah, 615000 is what it made it in box office. Yeah, they, they broke the bank. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 9%. <laughs> that explains a lot. Audience, <laughs> audience gave it a 30%. Damn, no one liked it? Is it one of those
1: movies where only I would like it, like the movie Lock with Tom Hardy? Uh... <laughs> I found it funny because I fucking love that movie. Is, that, is this the movie where, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, C.K. Lewis? Is that how you say his name? C.K. Uh, Louis? Louis C.K.? Louis C.K., where he, he bangs Mila Kunis? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want him to see him bang anybody.
0: <laughs> uh, Not against you, Louis, but, you know. Right. Come on. This is what some of the critics had to say about it because these are just... <laughs> Uh, with a runtime of about 80 minutes, this treatment still feels padded with moments that feel utterly useless because they're not fully developed or simply uh, used as a matter of convenience. And that was by Nicholas Bell. But he reviewed it, a one out of five, on August 30th of 2019. Why would you wait that long to review it? So he, 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 as, if, as a critic. He had a backlog. I'll, right. I'll be the last one. It's like, Jesus Christ, though. We have uh, Morgan Rojas from uh, uh, Cinemacy. The angriest man in Brooklyn is surprising, but for all the wrong reasons. This is from 2018. Uh, We have uh, Tony Macklin. The angriest man in Brooklyn is like a brilliant brilliant clown stumbling off stage accompanied by a kazoo. (laughs) Scott Nash says, the message of the movie is not uh, to waste the time you're given. That includes watching movies as bad as this one. You should always watch a bad movie. If you're trying to be like a screenwriter, you should watch like a lot of movies. Yeah, you'll see the good and the bad. I mean, have you seen Fantastic Four that remake? Yes. I'll never understand
1: who got paid who whoever wrote it. Right, must have been it must have been a banger, right? Because because they greenlit it. Yeah. And then whoever rewrote it must have
0: lost their fucking minds. Uh, Dustin Putman uh tonality and creatively messy and filled with an entirely too much shouting In the case of the angriest man in brooklyn less would have been much much more jeff beck the angriest man in brooklyn is a film that's never sure which way it wants to lean leading to a very confused tone for the movie that has nothing original to offer in this uh cliche filled cliche filled storyline i don't know why i got a cliche because we didn't have the uh the little the e the cliche the little e with the little yeah yeah, hash. yeah he didn't add that or i guess he had apostrophe on top of it he just put cliche see he's a critic and he can't even fucking type this so...
1: guess that autocorrect does people dirty <laughs> i'm always saying fuck
0: not duck <laughs> if anybody has a question about it it's fuck not duck Uh, Leonard Moulton wrote, The angriest man in Brooklyn doesn't seem to know what chord to strike. It veers wildly from madcap farce to social satire to sentimental family drama. Peter Dubridge says, A uh, schmaltz opera that indulges Robin Williams' most uh, melancholy and themes. And it goes on and on and on. Is Is that me or has this trained on my like four times since we started recording? Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it, it's uh, it's fun to live close to, tra- to train tracks <laughs> alrighty we have uh, Robin Williams as hen- uh, Henry Altman we have Mina- Mila Kunas as Dr. Sharon Gill we have Peter Dinklage as Aaron Altman my boy Peter Dinklage isn't he? That? Mm-hmm. that should be a porn star name I don't know what he's waiting in his life What <laughs> <In stream. laughs> thought you were going to porn <laughs> Melissa Leo is Bet Altman Hamish Linklater is Tony Altman James Earl Jones is Reuben. Sutton Foster is Adela. Uh Richard Kind is Bixfield. Uh let's see. Louis C.K. is Dr. Felding. Wait, is, is he in this movie or yeah. does he just narrate it? Robin Williams? Yeah. He's in it. Okay. He's definitely in it. And Olga Marides as Jane. Well, so Oh. Uh, we start off uh, stuck in brooklyn traffic while on his way to a doctor's appointment uh, henry altman which is robin williams uh, a car is suddenly struck by a taxi propelling him into rage he unleashes upon the taxi driver since he just got hit this is what he says
1: unleashes into, uh, into, what the? Oh, into an irate? Yeah. Pretty. He, said, like, he unleashes, I'm like, did he, like, pull his dick out and start, <laughs> he burst on him? What?
0: He fucking started hitting him? At least what? <laughs> That's how the movie starts. He's already in, in a pissy mood. Arriving at the Brooklyn Hospital, Dr. Sharon Gill, who is covering for Henry's normal doctor, uh, Louis C.K., whom she is having an affair with. Of all those people to have an affair with, you pick Louis C.K.? <laughs>
1: Nothing nothing against you, Louis (laughs) C.K., but come on.
0: And uh, as soon as he goes in there, uh, Henry Ultraman's like, oh, son of a bitch, It's not my normal dog. Yeah, I'd probably feel the same way. Who the fuck is you? (laughs) Examining scans of his brain, she informs him that he has a brain aneurysm with a poor prognosis. And he's like, the fuck is it? Just tell me what the fuck is it? So he's just an angry Robert Williams. (laughs) Yes. He erupts, throwing insults at her and demanding that she tell him how long he has to live. She tries to dodge the question, but Henry is persistent. Panicking and overwhelmed because she's kind of on uh pills too. Oh man, come on, me Like pain pills? Yeah. You're better than this. Or like psycho like where she's psychotics? Not antipsychotics, like uh pills like uh probably Xanax. Anxiety pills? Yeah. Mm. So she panics and she's uh Sharon sees a cover of a magazine that says ninety minutes and blurts that out to him. <laughs> and he leaves irate. After that. Talking with another doctor, Sharon realizes the consequences of her actions. She will surely be fired and lose her license for telling him this. She resolves to find Henry and put him into an immediate care center. Cause she did he walked out like fuck. 90 minutes? Jesus. Son of a bitch.
1: bitch. Did it turn, turn into the movie Crank? <laughs> wow. Have you ever seen Crank?
0: I believe so. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a roller coaster for you. <laughs> Henry ali- arrives at uh, his family law firm, storming into a meeting between his brother Aaron and clients. Aaron's uh, Peter Dinklage's character. My boy. They're my man. He asks what a hypothetical client with only 90 minutes to live should do. One says, make love to his wife, one last time. Henry then rushes home to his estranged wife, Bet, only to catch her having an affair with her neighbor. Damn. Three, like, three it is before I die. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sharon learns Henry's case is serious enough that he could potentially die at any minute. So only she, 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 she wasn't, Yeah, she just didn't know that. the oh, yeah. why. Yeah. That's
1: why he didn't, oh, he doesn't have time to turn into Walter White. No. Jesse, you want to cock
0: it? <laughs> I'm watching Breaking Bad right now. Hey, Jesse, let's cock it. <laughs> Sharon arrives at Henry's office, where she tells Aaron of his brother's diagnosis. Wait, wait, wait let me... I'm, I was watching Breaking Bad, right? And,
1: uh, I, spoilers, guys, if you haven't watched it, but you need to get on that. There's a scene where his wife de- uh, wants to divorce because she finds out that he's making meth. Yeah. And, uh, he, so he moves out to a different apartment... And she calls him on the phone because he was trying to uh, harass her and, mm. and try to get his son back, right? And she she tells him on the phone, uh, he's laying on the floor because he just had a bender. Yeah. Like, uh, he had a bender. <laughs> he's in his underwear. You know, it's fucking, you know, it's Hank. Or it's not Hank, it's Hal from uh, M- Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. So he's just in his underwear. And she says like, if you don't leave us alone, I'm gonna get a restraining restraining order. And he he climbs to the phone, he grabs the phone. The, the phone doesn't uh, it did disconnect before because they can talk to her. Yeah, because she left her on his voicemail. And he just flips and he's like, restrain, restrain this, restrain this. And he starts fucking rubbing his dick, restrain this. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I I I went back like. Netflix couldn't look at my algorithm. I went back fifteen times yeah. to the point oh, us, and he was grabbing his dick, frustrated. trying this. <laughs> He's so fucking mad. I'd never get over uh fucking how from Malcolm <laughs> grabbing his dick. He did it once before when he uh when he quit his uh, car wash job. Yeah, wipe down this. Yeah. He fucking grabbed his dick, wipe down this. <laughs> well, back to
0: the movie. First <laughs> <Restrain> rightness <us. laughs> So she arrives to Henry's office, where she tells Peter Dinklage, his character Aaron, Oh, uh... Wait, so let me get... Uh, he's they brothers or... They're, fr- they're brothers. Peter Dinklage and Rob Williams in this movie are brothers. Cool. <laughs> he tells her that Henry was at uh, once a kind, happy man, but became embittered after the death of his son, Peter, two years prior. Wow. Meanwhile, Henry makes more stops on his quest for redemption, including attempting to contact his uh, surviving son, Tommy. He has uh, he uh, had disapproved of his son's choice to become a professional dancer, creating a rift, and not uh, not uh, not a stripper, not a professional dancer like that. That would have been funny. That would have been awesome if he he goes to the strip club right, and his
1: son is just fucking just clapping cheeks like, <laughs> on the dance floor. Fucking his cheeks are just fucking bouncing. So I need to talk to you, son. because
0: you get down from the pole? He makes a recording, telling Tommy that he loves him. But flies into a rage halfway through and passes out. Wait, what is he? Why is you the temper? temper? Yeah. Because uh, he basically, he go, uh, to make a recording of himself, because he's wanted to film himself one last time because he thinks he's going to die. Yeah. So he goes into a pawn shop that uh, James Earl Jones is the store person there. <laughs> Interesting. But James Earl Jones plays a character that has a bad stuttering problem. So he goes in there and he's like, I I just need a I need a camera I need a camera something right He goes wanting a camera. Do, 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 do you want the, 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 this one? Oh, Poor it wasn't a lawsuit. He was getting more and more and more pissed the entire time, hmm. and then fuck you. Man. <laughs> when he left, Jesus. He thought he, so he recorded himself and he asked the homeless person if he could film it. Why did you put it on the fucking table? I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's funny. Suddenly so you got the homeless guy trying to film him to show the uh that uh like he's trying to make a video for his son. Yeah. Saying that uh he loved him and stuff like that, but then he sits he gets more and more pissed about all the things that he hasn't said. So he starts going into kind of a rage and then passes out from that. You know what the homeless guy walks out with the camera? Yeah. Well fuck it. <laughs> uh when Henry regains consciousness, he goes to the Brooklyn Bridge intending to jump off. Sharon, beg- uh, Sharon finds him there, apologizes for her earlier behavior, admitting that she has no idea when he might die. How did she find him? She uh, kept going around trying to figure out where the fuck he was. That uh, is she, the she worst plot line. Yes. I've ever heard. Of. She uh, she found the homeless person that had the camera, and she paid him for it, so she got the camera back. How wait? How does she know about the camera? Because she uh, is she like following where he had been. So she somehow makes the Was she a detective? Kind of, uh, she played almost a detective character. Yeah. (laughs) So she finds him eventually, and uh, she begs him not to jump, saying that her career, and by extension her life, will be over if he does. And at this point, he doesn't give a fuck. I imagine. uh... Why would you do that to someone? Why? Henry still leaps off the bridge. (laughs) Oh, wow. However, and uh, Sharon rushes into the river, dragging him to shore, because he floats down the river. It didn't, uh, how high is the Brooklyn
1: Bridge? So you'd crack all your shit hitting the ground and you start hitting the water. It's, it's decently high,
0: but yeah. This movie is highly illogical. He realizes it's a second chance for life after he, <laughs> she gets to the shore and he's still alive and asks her to help him uh, make things right with his family. Checking her watch, uh, he sees uh, he only has 19 minutes left. After she tells, because this is all happening within her telling him he's got 90 minutes to live. Didn't she just tell him that she made a mistake or something? Yeah.
1: So, what, how does he still assume it's 90 minutes? I guess he doesn't believe her. <laughs> God dang,
0: those movies. Sharon Hills, a cab driven by the same uh, cabbie who hit Henry that morning. Oh, huh. Uh The men begin to fight, but she momentarily blinds the driver with pepper spray and they take off in his cab so they steal his cab. She's not exactly, I mean... She's not a great person, no.
1: Not that. I mean, she's trying to keep her job. She ain't doing a good job to begin with by stealing a fucking cab.
0: Well, she could always say, well, I had to get him to the uh, hospital. By pepper spraying the duck. Mm Mm-hmm. Driving to the Brooklyn Dancing Academy, Henry finds uh, Tommy sitting alone. They begin to dance, just like whenever Tommy was a little boy. After sharing a moment with his son, Henry informs Sharon that uh, he does not want to know when he will die. He only wants to know that he will try, uh, that he will try and lead a better life, and that they can both find happiness after he makes fun of her. Basically, he's like, I, "You need to get off the pills," because <laughs> yeah. she tells him how it's like, "My life is gonna be over," and it's like, "I've been taking pills." I because <laughs> she starts going off too, because she doesn't
1: can't take it no more. I've been taking a doggy by Louis C.K. Yeah, I saw that scene somewhere
0: <laughs> without the context of the whole movie. He then collapses on her shoulder, exhausted. Henry goes to the hospital and lives for another eight days, giving him time to share special moments with his family in that time. Jesus Christ. So he does end up dying. Eight days? Yeah, not 90 minutes, but eight days. One year later, after Henry's death, Bette, Tommy, Aaron, and Sharon are all together on a ferry celebrating his life and spreading his ashes into the East River. The captain of the cruise ship tells them it's illegal, but they berate him in Henry's honor. And started saying, who the fuck are you to tell? <laughs> the same way that he would have. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. Hmm. Got to watch it. It's it's not a 10 out of 10. It doesn't sound like it's a <laughs> But I, I think that a lot of the people that uh, who watched it were expecting something else from Robin Williams. So they were expecting an extremely high level of comedy in it. And it's more of like uh, maybe a five and a half, six out of ten, but not a 30. And a 30, I think, is a little bit too low. But that, that uh, concludes the uh, the trilogy of Robin Williams movie. Robin Williams. And what's really weird is like uh, in those last couple of years, he made a couple of movies where he's committing suicide and shit. It's like, that, that was a bit of a. It's like, fuck. <laughs> He jumped off a bridge. His son died in the other movie.
1: Yeah, well, his Road son died to... in the weirdest way. Yeah. He could have possibly died by fucking jacking off to a... with a fucking uh, belt around his neck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Robin Williams, he started making some really dark... in those last couple of years. Probably had a lot of his mind. <laughs> I would think so. But anything else to add before we
1: head out for the day? How how rough is the the scene with Mila Kunis and Louis C.K.? Were you were you just like ah? Oh, I caught out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God. You're like oh no. It's like oh no. You know what caught me one time like that? An unexpected scene was a movie called uh, uh, fuck, I forgot what it's called. Uh, it stars um, Craig Robertson mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza or is it Audrey Plaza? I think it's Audrey. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Don't quote me with the title, but <laughs> basically the, the, this woman leaves her husband because she uh, sees that there's an article in a newspaper or something or in a commercial that one of her ex-lovers or boyfriends or someone that she knew was back in town and having a seminar mm-hmm. at the hotel. So she leaves. The husband gets upset, and he follows after her with one of his friends. But one of them, they're looking for, her, and so one of one of his friends decides to go to the bar to get a drink. This uh, uh, bigger woman, the, the guy's big as it is, you know, he's a large man, and the woman's also large. So they're all, they're both BBWs. They're big, beautiful. Uh, well, BBP, big, beautiful people, and. uh, uh, he takes a big, the, the whole swig of beer, and then he does a burp, and she giggles, right? Because I guess she found his burp attractive. And then, like a, like that, like that's, and then they're just fucking doggy. And both of them are ass naked. There's just so much meat on screen. And he's screaming, who gave me that beer? And she's screaming, I, I gave you that beer. Who gave me that beer? I gave you that beer. And I'm just like, whoa, this was, this was, Jesus. I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I was like, well, let me rewind real quick. For- it, caught me, it caught me so out of, like, I was, because sometimes you just, like, watch the movie, and it just catches you. There's a scene that'll catch you, and you're just, like, it will like it'll, like, you might be watching it, like, the background, right? Yeah.
0: And then it'll just, like, hit you, like, whoa, wait, oh, what's going on? See, for me, with the Louis C.K. saying it's skip, skip 15 seconds, skip 15 seconds. Nobody wants to see and you it. gotta watch it all. No. Not with not Mila Kunis, no. Ah. <laughs> not Louis C.K., oh, God, no. Nobody wants to see that shit. I'll see everything once Beep. yeah you only live once might as well enjoy the life all right and with that we will see you guys on the next one. <laughs> <laughs>